the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today as we are each and every day from 3 to 5. Today is Friday, and that means... That means it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. So you can call now. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about any subject you want. Uh, you got a question about the Bible, maybe something that you want to comment about on the news. Maybe you didn't get through earlier in the week. We had a lot of calls this week. Maybe you want to pick up on that conversation. Today is the day for that, 888-528-2557. You can call now, and we'll change the subject just for you. There's a lot of things to talk about today. You know, the craziest thing is on my mind. Maybe I shouldn't use the word crazy, right? Because some people are crazy. What do you say? And I was thinking about that because I was thinking about things that people are are OCD about. And uh, maybe you shouldn't say OCD, right? What's another word for OCD? Because OCD is an actual condition, right? Obsessive compulsive disorder. Some people have a thing where they're really dealing with that in a in a mental health reason. But most of the time when we use, you know, I'm OCD about something, it's because there's just something about you and there's a certain particular thing that you got to do a certain way. And if anybody else does it a different way, you have to change it. Do you have any of those OCD things in your life, anything that's just like for some reason? I have a, I'm thinking about this because I was thinking about a friend today and uh, he's somebody who, when he got married, he had to tell his wife that he will not do the laundry or that she will not do the laundry because he cannot stand for some reason to have his clothes washed in the same washing machine as anyone else's clothes. So he says, I'll take care of the laundry or at least I'll do mine. If you want to do yours, that's fine. Otherwise I'll do yours, but I'm going to wash my clothes separately. And he's, he's very, he says OCD about it. I don't know if it's like diagnosed. Okay. But he's very peculiar about his laundry. And so he does his own laundry. And my question is, how do you know? How do you know whether or not your clothes are done in the same water as somebody else in a, in a washing machine? How would you even know that? And why does this bother you? Anyway, that's his thing. Uh, are you OCD about anything? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Doesn't have to be anything that's like medical. Just something that for you, you have a particular way of doing it and it bugs you when somebody does it another way. Like, does this create some conflict for you in your life? Is there something in your life where you're just like, I've got to do it a certain way and uh, I'm just going to do this. Maybe it's not as extreme as the laundry. You know, mine is... I don't know if my family's listening today, if Christy and the boys are listening right now. They might be. I'll bet they know it. I have one of them. And uh, it's it's loading the dishwasher. I think that there is a proper way to load the dishwasher. I think there is. I think that there are rules. 
I think, for example, and you can disagree with me if you want to, but I think that there are rules. You cannot put cups in the lower tray. It has to go in the top. That's what the top is for. You are not allowed to put cups in the lower tray. And I also think that you have to, when you put the knives in the dishwasher, the blade part goes down. That's what I think, because you you want you want the stuff to push it off, right? You want the water and the and the thing going around to push the stuff off the knife down into the washing area, right down the drain. That's where you want it to go, and I think that's mandatory. And here's what I do: I notice that when somebody else does the dishes, which I appreciate that somebody else might clean the dishes, but I. And probably the last one to go to bed at night, you know, or I'm locking it up downstairs, even if we're all going at the same time. And uh, I'll open up the dishwasher and like run it at night, but I'll change all the knives around. I will. I'll move them around. I'll, and there's there's like slots where certain things fit better in there. And uh, the cups, if there's one on the bottom, I'll take it out. I'll clean it by hand rather than have it in the bottom of that thing. That's a, that's a thing for me. Does that make any sense to you? Am I right? Is that the right way to load a dishwasher? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I also think, and I don't know why I've thought this through so much, but I was thinking about this and do I have any things? Do I also think that when you put the plates in the bottom of the dishwasher, that they are supposed to face towards the middle, meaning that that they they plug in on the uh on the uh the top there. That when you when you turn them on, they or when you put the the plates in the dishwasher, when you put them in, you they have to face the middle. They have to face the middle. So you on one side you've got um, you've got the dishes that have to face one way. You and then when you get to the middle, they have to face the other way. Does that make sense? So you have to put them in there, and then. So I might put like five dishes. I'm trying to explain how I do this. You put like five dishes facing towards the middle. But you can't just have them face the same way all the way across because then on the other side, they're really facing away from the middle. They've got to face towards the front, right? Face each other. Does that make sense? I think this is the proper way to load a dishwasher. And dishes go on the bottom. And I don't think you can mix up big dishes and small dishes. I think you put big dishes on one side and you put the small dishes on the other side. Am I right about this? I think this is right. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Shelly in Chatsworth, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, how are you? Hi, Shelly. How are you? I'm still in the same position. I don't know if you remember me or not. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure, Shelly. So uh, what's going on? You, do you have uh, real OCD no, I, or you uh, just have something that you no, particularly I, like to do? No, I actually do have a real OCD. I've called your show before. I was, I'm was i the the woman that's homeless. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about that today. Actually, I really do have an OCD. All right. What is it? What is it, Shelly? It is the bathroom and uh, around the kitchen sink and the bathrooms. Uh-huh. I cannot stand um, my own bathroom when I was living in my uh, place. I could not stand if it was not cleaned a certain way. Especially like the the toilet, the bathtub, even the sink. Uh, same thing with the kitchen sink because the water drips down, and if you don't clean it, it gets all yucky. Yeah, and, so you like it clean, but you said clean a certain way. Is there a certain way you like it clean? Yeah, like I there ha- like okay um, when I, when I go into somebody else's bathroom, I know it sounds really bad, but I literally will not use the bathroom 
if if there's even it could be a speck of dirt it could be any kind of little thing that fell like near the toilet or on the ground like by the by well, the that'll cause you not to use it yes i know that sounds very very so you very need a clean easy. bathroom how do you deal with that as a homeless yeah. person because uh you know a lot you know, it's of really hard yeah it's really hard i have to go to somewhere that I know that they clean the bathrooms, and then I'll literally, I won't sit down on the seat. Yeah. I won't. Well, Shelly, uh, I, I, I want to go on to some other calls because we got a bunch of people oh, calling sure. about their OCD, but I think that a lot of people they want. Are. Yeah. Thank you very much, Shelly, and good. Uh, God they bless you. We'll talk to you later about your situation. You can update us another time. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. What are you OCD about? Carmen, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Thank you. I I had to call in because I have what my daughter calls so many issues that this has actually been funny, me hearing you talk about this, and actually thinking, I want to start loading my dishwasher like that. Oh, (laughs) see, I'm I'm winning people over because I think there's a proper way to load a dishwasher, and I think some people don't get it. That sounds great. (laughs) But two of my my top things are, one of them is, and I, I call it a pet peeve, it's like if we're somewhere and we're like, having a potluck or something, I need to, like, get my food first um, because I've seen too many people touching, talking, scratching <laughs> over the food, and it drives me crazy. So if I come to Thanksgiving dinner and everyone else is eating, I won't eat. <laughs> I'll take the next meal. <laughs> you, have to, you should carry around your own sneeze guard or something. You could wear it around your neck or, you know, or hand well, them out to everyone else. I guess I, that's what you need to do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And also... One thing I, another thing I just can't handle is eating after people, like on the same fork. Yeah, you know, some people will eat. It's like no, I can't. Everybody needs their own utensils. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm not. I'm not for passing around the uh, the utensils. You know, yeah, on that, uh, right. Carmen. Maybe I don't know how many people. Maybe that's a thing, but not for you and me. All right, Carmen. No, uh, no. It's okay to have issues, and maybe you're right. Right, we all got them. <laughs> Right, exactly. Thank All you right. for taking my call. Thank you, Carmen. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. What are you OCD about? What do you can't, She said she can't do potlucks if somebody's eating in front of her, like Thanksgiving. What about church potlucks? I think there's this long line. She must be like just nervous in line with all of that, or just hungry. Uh, Carolyn and Carson, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, can you hear me? Should I take off speaker? Uh, yeah, take it off speaker. Go ahead, Carolyn. Okay, yes, yes. yes. Um, okay, let's let's throw this in the dishwasher. Same here. I didn't realize. No, I did. Right, my plates face center. You're right. So from one end, they're facing forward to the opposite end because you know then it's got to face the other end. Yeah. I I, I, I um I also I don't like people to see they put the smaller plates. My sauces have to go on top. Now I tell you, I moved on from the mugs. I I instinctively put mugs on top, but sometimes I had so many they don't fit. And then I'll go to the bottom. But you know what? That's even better because that's a stronger and more heat. So these are ceramic mugs and things. So mugs got started on the top because they're more fragile or glass or something. But anyway, so that yeah. I'm, see, know, I can't I'm, I can't even I do think. the mugs on the bottom. I'll just wait till the next load, or I will uh, wash them later. I'll just throw the mugs away. You know, I have too many mugs there. I found myself, and these are the really big mugs where I have, like, my chili Frito or something. The big ones, I haven't put a small, the small ones, no, but some of those bigger 16-ounce ones, I do. Anyway, I, I, okay, I think the OCD versus a compulsive thing is with, 
Um, the wastebasket liner. Okay, in fact, I only have a housekeeper only comes once a month. That's not. And so when she just came today, I just merely did it. When I when you, I leave the new liner because she likes to empty the trash cans. So when you put on the liner, spread it evenly across. If I see it a jar, especially from the toilet area, I'll have to get up and I'll I'll eve, I'll push I'll make sure the border is evenly hung, not more in the front, short in the back. So the it's border the of the trash can liner, especially in the bathroom, it's got to be even all the way around. Yeah, no, I mean from the bathrooms, I'm looking at the one that's out in the have a a, a powder area, and I, I can see it. I'll get up <laughs> off the toilet and fix it. You got to do then, it now. Yeah, I used to wait second, third day, and I just said, no, it's wearing me out. Just So I just do it as soon as she goes. Like certain things on the countertop I put back. I'm not, I don't care about that. She can't remember. But that, and lastly, but most importantly, toilet tissue has to be over. If it's under, you can't see it. You can't wear it. It breaks. And that's it. And there you go. All right. Well, those are some things. Do you? Uh, are you the kind of person who cleans the house before the housekeeper comes over? Well, go there but i do i take everything off the floor because they shouldn't have to move it so i'll fold up the rugs put it as much off the floor i can get i do that and countertops i lessen the thing in fact she says to me you know my house is always yeah so but that's yeah i do see my my mother would have us actually clean the house before the house cleaner would come over like we would be you know cleaning everything what's the point of this i know some people I heard that. I think yeah, people do it. I think they do. They do. All right, uh, Carolyn, thank you for that. I'm going to never look at my trash can liners the same way, probably not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carolyn, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. What are you OCD about? What is it that you just have to do a particular way and it bugs you if uh, somebody does it differently? Something you gotta you got to fix. Ed in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Ed, welcome hey. to the Pastor Scott Show. How you doing? I'm good, Ed. So let me get my stuff off of the speakerphone here. So is that good? Yeah, that's better. I totally get you guys about the mugs. I totally have to agree with you with the mugs at the bottom, obviously. Yeah. Um, But I got a good one for you. Um, I won't give too much info away because, you know, there's 11 other guys involved. But we were a squad in the Kurdistan Marines, special ops. And we had two things. We had to absolutely, like, pack our own magazines. If anybody else had done it, we wouldn't take it. And then another thing is the truth. One of us, one of the 12, would wear a bra before going out into combat of any type, any type of engagement. Why would you do that? It was just a superstition and... You know, nobody would get hurt that was wearing the bra. We would fight for it. That's the truth. <laughs> you so know, uh, unfortunately, that kind of thing is recommended by the military now, I think, as far as the last recruiting know, ads yeah, I've been watching. Yeah. Now, now well, it's gone out of hand. But we wouldn't go out as a squad because, you know, we were from Camp Lejeune, and the other three in the platoon were from Camp Pendleton. They would kick us out every night. We're in Kurdistan, and they'd kick us out. You know, we'd have to go out and, you know, come back, you know, 3, 4 in the morning. I see. Well, and we would fight over who would wear that, and it became obsessive to a point that if we couldn't locate it or we couldn't have it, we wouldn't go out. We would actually like fight about it. And then, obviously, I said, you know, the magazines we'd have to load them ourselves. You know, we would never take magazines that were loaded by anybody else. And well, that that makes sense to me, right? You want to know what you got. You know, you want to have yeah, confidence, you know, and yeah. 
yeah, you can just tell from looking at the round, you know, if it's legit or not. Right, right. No, I would, I would probably want to check that. All right, uh, Ed, you have uh, enlightened me on where some of our current military problems may have begun. Maybe your group actually yeah. started that. You know, that might uh, have been it. It might have been that squad in two thousand six in northern Kurdistan. Yeah, that's. <laughs> thank you, Ed. That's about the right time frame, right there. I don't know if you've. This is a true thing where the military has been recruiting people with basically trans or cross-dressing guys, you know, in the Navy and stuff. And uh, I'm just thinking uh, they can't figure out why people don't want to join. I got some ideas. Maybe it's your commercials. Anyway, 888-528-2557. What is it that you are OCD about? For me, it's the dishwasher. And uh, you got to load dishes a certain way. I will change it all around. I I can't do any of the cups in the bottom. I just, I won't. I'll do some of the plates up on top, like the little small ones, but uh, I only recently gave in to, gave in to that. 888-528-2557. Carolyn Van Eyes, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Um, you're talking about OCD? Yeah. See, what, what you do is, a, is an obsessive problem, not OCD. It's very different. Well, I began not by talking enough. about how OCD is an actual condition. So colloquially, yeah, you, people use it. Younger dog- yeah. My younger daughter has autism with OCD. Mm. Her OCD is so severe with contamination and dust that she hasn't left the apartment in over three years. Oh, wow. Okay. So she's got that going on. Yeah. 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 I mean, she has a few other mild ones, but her major ones that are very severe are contamination and dust. Um, it's so bad that she now feels she's a contamination problem. But mm. um but anyway, she could use prayer and so could I because she had an incident. She's been in the hospital for a month with the broken back and legs and feet right now and what happened? she almost died. Um she just it's really it's just a whole big complicated thing. It just said she's been there a month already and Okay, well she had a bad accident of some kind then, right? To have all those um, broken bones. Yeah. 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 Well I'll pray yeah. for her real quick, okay? And uh, you guys, okay. uh, God, I thank you for Carol and uh, her daughter. I pray that you bring her healing, not just to her physical injuries, but uh, even to her autism and uh, her actual OCD. And we pray for Carol with what she has on her mind with that as well. We thank you, Lord, for um, for them knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Carol, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. RJ, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, sir. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, RJ. Two things. One, your dishwasher issue. Yes, sir. I love it. You're absolutely correct. And 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 I have somebody else, my spouse, that loads a dishwasher. And it's not worth the effort to recorrect her. I just go and do it myself. Because <laughs> the relationship is more important. It's definitely true. Definitely true. Yeah. See, I I'll go I'll go rearrange it. You know, I'll I'll give people a chance to do it right, but then uh, when it's wrong, I'll I'll rearrange it before we run it. And if I bring it over and over again, I just become the nag. Oh yeah, you Not can't even talk person. about it. You just have to make the arrangement. They agree. Second thing, at OCD is washing the car. I've trained my kids. I wash my hands. I wash my cars by hand, and I said they start soaping down the hood and the trunk and the doors. I go, no, 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 no. We start from the top and work from the bottom because all the soapy water is just going to go down, which is soaks everything up. So why do we do the bottom 
and they get to the top, and all the dirty water goes down to the bottom again. Right. You know, that's more of a practical way of doing it, right? It, it matters to do it that way. But uh, sometimes people just don't care. Like, it's all water. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because they don't see the practical way. See, that's the I way I think about with the twice. dishwasher is uh, you, you want the stuff pushed down. That's why I think the knives have to go in blade first, not uh, upside down. No, but there's other reason. Safety. Safety. Well, there's also blade. that. But see, I would if yeah. I felt the other way, I'd have them blades up. That'd be fine. <laughs> if, yeah. if I think that's the better way to go. RJ, thanks for calling. i got to go to a break here in just a second. Uh, this is the Pastor Scott Show. It is... Open Line Friday, we'll take your call on any subject you like. Deborah, I'll take your call when we come back from the break and others. And I was asking the question, what are you OCD about? What are things that, you know, not necessarily, you know, actually mental health OCD, but things that you just have to do a particular way that might even cause some tension if people do it otherwise. What are some things about you? Mine is loading the dishwasher, which I think there is a right way and a wrong way. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 is the number. We'll be back at the Pastor Scott Show, Friday edition, just a moment. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It's Open Line Friday. Talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557. You can change the subject. You can ask a Bible question. You can uh, talk about the news. Whatever it is that's on your mind, today is the day. 888-528-2557. Before the break, we're talking about whatever, uh, what are some things that make you, uh, that you compel you. Maybe OCD, that's the colloquial term that we use, but it's, it's, I know there's a mental condition, but you know, what is it that you just have to do a certain way? 888 Two five five seven. It's open line Friday. Deborah, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, yes, I, I have a question on uh, where is the a scripture in the Bible that uh, lets us know that it's okay for a woman to be ordained as a pastor? Uh, well, it depends on your perspective of certain passages, right? That's a that's a controversial issue for a lot of people in uh, in uh, church. Do you go to a church where they have uh, women pastors, or they're thinking about it, or do you have a, a thought about it? Uh, no, um, I asked several people, and some pastors say that they allow it, but mm-hmm. I ask them for a scripture, and they don't give me a scripture. Yeah. Well, I'll and, give, uh, you know, what I'll do is I'll uh, give you a couple of scriptures that get used kind of uh, both directions by people, but I'll also give you something to think about, okay, with that, that I think is is kind of maybe the bigger, it, it's a lot more important, okay, is that any, with issues like this, we always want to ask ourselves, number one is, why are we doing this? Is Is it because of cultural pressure? Or is it because we really want to follow the Scripture, right? Are we doing it because we want to look good to outsiders and we don't really care if the Bible says something different? Or is it because we think, you know, somebody is gifted a certain way and we want to use those gifts, right? That's a a motivational what's on your heart I think matters a lot uh, in lots of issues like this where there are disagreements, if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Right? Yes. Um, So... 
in the Bible, there are several verses, verses that might be used to argue in favor of uh, women becoming uh, pastors. And people have different beliefs about that, lead pastor versus uh, staff person or other things. You know, Galatians 3.28, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That verse is used often to talk about equality in Christ. We're for sure men and women are equal in Christ. We are equally made in the image of God. The, the, the issue, you know, for some people, they try to say, well, that's not the issue, that men are somehow better or men, uh, that's not scriptural either, you know, on that side of it. Um, that, that verse is probably one of the better ones. There's an example of uh, Romans 16, Phoebe is a deacon in the church. Uh, people might argue about what deacon means, but she has some kind of leadership. Um, Priscilla and Aquila are a great couple of ministry in the Bible, and some people suggest that Priscilla's name coming first would mean that she's the more prominent as far as their leadership goes. Um, for people who would say that this is a role that men should have, they're going to go with First uh, Timothy 2, a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man. Um, that's probably one of the biggest ones. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's a... Does, this, that, does that one scripture mean that, uh, that a woman shouldn't be ordained as a pastor, or how... Well, how there does are, that, how does that, I, there are volumes of books and arguments written about that, you know, and yeah. and which for for with my you know approach on this radio program with that is I really want people number one to go to the scripture and it's okay to wrestle with what the scripture says on issues like this that maybe people have a legitimate disagreement about, but you got to filter away the the you got to make sure that you recognize whatever the culture is adding. And I challenge men on this one to say, you know what, men, whatever you think, are you leading in your church? Are you taking a role of servanthood, of teaching, of doing things? Because regardless of where you come down on this issue, men need to be leading and serving. And leadership yeah. leadership yeah. is not about um, being high and mighty. The The male leadership, even the male leadership in the home, is about laying your life down for your spouse. Right, and the male leadership in the church is laying your life down for the the body of Christ that you serve, and men need to be doing that, no matter what your interpretation is of that of of this issue right and I found that that churches where the men are taking leadership who might have a different theological statement you know or doctrinal belief on what's allowable. Uh, wherever the men are leading and serving, even if there's a difference of direction with whatever roles women can have, that church is a lot more healthy. But in churches where the men are not leading, uh, the church is probably not healthy. And it's not because women are bad, but it's because men are not fulfilling the call to leadership uh, and that and sacrificial leadership, right? It's not leadership like, look at me, I'm important, I'm an elder, I'm the pastor, I'm a whoever. It's I'm in this role because I have been tested and I want to serve and I'm going to give up myself to raise you up. Uh, that's the role that a man needs to take. And I, I think while it's, these, these arguments and discussions are important, we can't let them overtake the fact that we need to be serving each other and using our gifts in order to make disciples way above wherever you come down. I think if Jesus were to come in and give us the exact answer to this question, 
I think he would be a lot more concerned first and foremost, even if he has a very definite answer, even if his answer is only men, he would still look at the men and say, so what are you doing? Right? It's a challenge I've got to men out there is you lead and don't worry about the argument as much. Uh, lead anyway and argue second. And what was the the scripture that you gave me in Galatians? What was that one? The Galatians 1 is uh, 328. 328. And that one talks about not male or female? or There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, oh. nor is there male or female. So the argument would be, is that meaning, is that just talking about how we're all one in Christ Jesus, which is the context of it? Right. Or does it go out into saying that there are not roles um, in, you know, for men and women, you know, I tend to be more of the complementarian view that says men and women are different on purpose and they have equal value and there are things that they should be doing, um, that that are different. And I think we should celebrate that, um, and, uh, and actually do it. And yes, and my last question, the one that you gave me in, I think it was uh, 1 Timothy 2.22 or something. 1 uh, Timothy 2.11 and 12. 1 Timothy 2.11-12? Yeah. Um, Is that the one that uh, says that uh, women Um, should not be in authority over men? Yes. So how does how does that does is to me that's the one that fits in of a woman not not being in a uh, in that role as an ordained pastor. Yeah. Well, it's uh you know the argument would be is that a cultural thing? Is that just for that church? What was Paul really saying? You know, you get into the weeds kind of of some of the back and forth um, with all of yeah. that. You know, and one of the things I argue with that is well, are men in a role of authority anyway, because there's nothing that gives men the out, right? There's nothing that says, hey, men, you get to let the women be in charge and do everything. See, the, the sinfulness of men is that we'd love that. I'll just go to my man cave and let you run the show, right? I'm going to play video games all day. I'm going to just go have fun. And, you know, it's a place where men fall into, I think, sin because we, we selfishly do not give up of ourselves in leadership, and you know, when I talk about this issue a lot, I, it's a place, I think, where there's a calling for men to say, hey, you know, this is an important discussion. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but in light of what you're actually doing, in light of what your church call is to do, if you're in the weeds in the subject, but people aren't serving and leading and being focused on discipleship, then you're having the wrong discussion. You know, uh, but it's it's a lot it's a lot deeper than that because you you get into areas of biblical uh, authority and uh, you know it's it's uh, it's not going to be something you're just going to find a verse and go aha you're going to find people who mean very well who are very good scholars who disagree. Yeah, but I would make sure to stay away from cultural arguments. Re- yeah, regardless of the subject. Yeah, for some years past. Did you uh, agree on that, of letting women in your church be ordained as pastors? Can you ask that again? When you pastored a church, did you allow women to be ordained as pastors? When I was the pastor of a church, uh, I would tell people uh, that as long as I'm the pastor, a woman will not be the pastor. And it was a little little joke because I'm not going to become a woman. 
see. And then, uh, you know, yeah. and then we didn't, we did not uh, ever have an occasion really to um, go down that that road. We definitely had uh, women on staff uh, in different roles, um, but uh, you know, it wasn't something that I don't like camping out on those things because they divide. Uh, I instead call people to yeah. leave as their lead as they're called. And uh, it right. helps you stay focused on the main thing. Otherwise, you end up in some weird division about it, and it's rough. Yeah, that is yeah. true. All right, Deborah, it's it's okay. harder than it's a lot right. harder than we're going to get into. And, and for everybody listening, I don't want you to think that I'm blowing it off. I know it's a big deal out there, but but it can it can be a huge distraction to the greater mission. And you got to ask yourself why. Why does this matter to me? Deborah, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. This is Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. And uh, I've got uh, Ted and Elaine and Terry and others on the line. We're going to take a break, and I'll get to your calls here in just a minute. You can follow the Pastor Scott Show on social media. Look for us at Pastor Scott Show on Instagram at Pastor Scott Show, X, which used to be Twitter, at Pastor Scott Show, and Facebook at Pastor Scott Show. You can also watch us live at kkla.com on our live stream and you can say hello and I'll wave to you and uh, you know I'll pretend that I hear you and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's there and you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast just look for the Pastor Scott show click subscribe or follow or whatever the button says on your podcast app and uh, give us a follow we'll be back as the Friday edition continues 888-528-2557 we'll be right back you're listening to the Pastor Scott show podcast have any questions or comments Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about, 888-528-2557. Ted in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, Ted, City of the Angels, how are you, sir? I'm good, Ted. What's on your mind today? Oh, well, let's see. I guess I'd rather be a free-range chicken than to believe that my church or denomination is the only one that God's picking. Okay. Meaning that I like, meaning that I love to, to go see boots on the ground, other churches. That doesn't mean that I don't love Jesus and I don't have a personal relationship with Christ. It's a pretty tough pill to swallow that some ministers uh, guilt people because they're not continually going to the same church every Sunday, and I think it's not good. But at any rate, that's not what I really called you for. What I called you for is I'm really disturbed what I heard about, I guess, North Carolina or South Carolina that is trying to pass a law to make a girl a murderer if she she has an abortion. First off, I believe that a woman that wants to do that is not stable to begin with. I mean, people get off on temporary insanity, crimes of passion. Yesterday, Uh, uh, just so people know, yesterday on the program, uh, we had a conversation about the abortion laws in in some states, a couple of them. You know, is it too strict, you know, too uh, strong to pass a law against abortion but make it murder, charge a woman who has one with murder? And that is happening in a couple of places. Yes, and and that's the subject matter is uh, um, it's very disturbing because we all know that, you know, before they made it mainstream and medical, there was actually women that were found dead in an alley with a with a coat hanger um, up her uh, trying to do a home home homemade job, uh, 
you know, MacGyver. Yeah, we're, um, yeah. So what are your thoughts? You don't think that that, that, that goes too far? It goes too far. It's uh, because you're already dealing with somebody who feels that they are unstable to have a child and that it's, and it's detrimental and uh, to that person. And, you know, we have, like I say, you have criminals that get off of crimes of passion and then they take police officers and they put them away for life because uh, um, apparently they went over, over the mark on a particular crime case or crime scene <clears throat> that may spend the rest of their life behind bars uh, do they not get the same uh, um, respect as maybe they had a, mm. uh, a day of temporary insanity because of all the ugliness they see in this world? And uh, so there, there has to be some kind of governor involved in, hey, we can't just uh, continue to to uh, throw away the key on every. Well, what part of the uh, part of the discussion yesterday was about to you know how do the laws in this area era need to be done and also what's uh, you know how does it affect things politically and electorally and what's been discovered is that laws that go this far uh, get rejected and uh, pro lifers lose elections right after that and I think you make a good point to talk about how there with all kinds of different things emotional condition of the person is. Uh, considered whenever you're thinking about uh, punishment and other things. Ted, thanks for your call. I want to go to some other calls today on Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. Elaine in San Diego, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call, and thank you for your program. Um, I'm calling with regards to um, the amount of division that I'm seeing, experiencing in my own family, and then amongst other Christian families that I hear about on a regular basis. Um, you know, I look back at Luke twelve fifty three, where it says, the father shall, de- shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother. And it even goes on to talk about the mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law, and so on. I never thought that this would be the case for my family, because uh, my children are believers. They're adult children, and they're believers. And um, there was a... Um, there was a, a misunderstanding about two years ago in our family, very small misunderstanding, um, that created a division in the family between my daughter and myself. Um, I, I requested Christian counseling. She denied it. I asked forgiveness. Uh, she rejected it. And um, I've heard some people say, well, now you go to the church. The Word of God says go to the church and ask the church to intervene. And others who I have spoken to who are, you know, respectable Christian counselors will say, this is everywhere, there's nothing you can do other than pray. And it's been two years, we have not been able to see our grandchildren. Um, I've not been able to see the the last born grandchild. Are you able Um, to tell me what the disagreement is about? So, yes, so um, we we had a, a my daughter um, has a husband who's a chaplain, army chaplain. He went away. Uh, we helped serve her and her family for a year while he was gone and, you know, just completely committed to helping, um, came back. We had a little dog that was dying of kidney failure for four months. Uh, this little dog needed palliative and hospice care from me. And I was not able to step in at that point and help her. And her husband was home at this point. She had a a resentment towards my dogs because of this. 
And when my dog died, she sent me a text message extending her condolences. And I said, as a grief counselor to those who lose their pets, I said, you know, um, I know in the past that you have been so sensitive to the loss of our pets and so supportive. And I just feel like this warranted more than just a text message. And she came back with, you're manipulative, you're controlling. And um, after that, it, it was um, everything and anything you can think of that she could use to uh, justify division in the family, she did. And my <coughs> husband went on my behalf and asked, would you please consider Christian counseling with your mom? If there's more to this that she's not understanding, she's asking for you to do this. And she said, no, I'm digging my heels in. I want her to respect me. And I said, well, I do respect you. And I asked her, how do I not respect you? And she said, you're undermining my parental authority when I tell my son to go upstairs and you stop him for a hug before he goes upstairs. I said, I disagree with that. So that's kind of where it started. Well, there's, you know, without getting into all of it, uh, you know, because we don't have time for all. There's obviously much deeper issues going on. Okay, obviously there's yes. there's more to it. So, you know, with respect to, you know, forgiveness, you your job is to forgive and apologize, you know, as you have for whatever. Yes. And then I always tell people, don't give up. You might need to give space, but don't do the best you can to not be estranged. And maybe it's not counseling. Maybe it's some other third party. Maybe there's a pastor or a friend of your daughter's, you know, a friend of somebody on their side that would sit with you and and be there to help the conversation um, and be open to that. Uh, maybe there's something you don't even know about that ought to be discussed, but no one's talking. Uh, yes. You know. And so I wanted to ask you that question because I did pray about this and seek counseling on this, and I've been given two different um, recommendations. One is go to her pastor, who is different church than our church, but I do know him, mm-hmm. go to her pastor and ask for uh, assistance to see if she'd be willing to meet. And was she willing and to do that? I, um, well, what I've been told is, if I do that, you can forget about ever having a relationship with her. And that was told by a Christian counselor oh, yeah. to me. You know, there's and a lot. Another Christian counselor said, "Just pray." There's a lot going on here, so you know what I would say is pray and pray that God would reveal what the core issues are here for both you and for her. Okay, it's it's yes. it's a much bigger thing, and you can speculate about it all day, but you you need something to come out. Uh, there's some kind of pain. There's some kind of um, yes. information that's not being shared or it's unknown, um, and there might be just serious trouble. So you need to you know, be in prayer. This is what I would do is pray yeah. that the truth would come out, whatever that is, it needs to come out. Um, and don't give up, even if you're estranged for a while, don't let it go. Cause, uh, eventually, usually there's a way, uh, to bridge that. I'm sorry that that's going on. Can I pray for you real quick, Elaine? Yes, thank you. All right, God, thanks for Elaine. I pray that this situation in her family, that you would reveal whatever the true situation is, that whatever that information is, whatever needs to come out, however hard that might be, I pray that it comes out and that they can work towards resolution and reconciliation. We ask you, Lord, for that and ask for wisdom as well for how to do that for everybody involved. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, thank you. All right, you, Elaine, thanks for calling yeah. the Pastor Scott Show. Appreciate it very, very much. Uh, got a lot of calls here. It's Open Line Friday, uh, and uh, 
Let's see if I can take here just a, uh, we've got a bunch of people here. Um, Susie, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, good afternoon, Pastor. I just call uh, for a short uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I heard on the radio the lady who called about a woman being a pastor or ordained to be a pastor or something like that. And your answer really is the Bible answer. Thank you very much. I wish a lot of the pastors would learn this. That's all I want. Well, okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, I always want people to go back to their scripture and also keep the main thing the main thing. Because I think there are reasonable ways to disagree on certain things, but it can distract us from our call uh, in ministry uh, in the bigger picture. Thank you, Susie. Thank you, Susie, for that. 888-528-2557. I I see your other calls here, uh, Terry and Natalia and uh, Samson and Shelly and Janice. And so we got to take a break here. We'll come back and I'll take your calls. It is open line Friday. So we'll continue to take your calls on the different subjects. You can call about whatever it is you want on open line Friday. I suppose there's certain things that we may not take your call on. As I say, you know, we'll take your call on anything you want. You know, if you want to discuss organic chemistry, well, there's probably another show, uh, for that. But, uh, anyway, 888, what'd you say, Wilbert? I was like, he'll take your call on most things. I'll take your call on most things. We reserve the right because I'm the host. All right, 888-528-2557. You can get the podcast of our show. If you ever miss an hour or just miss a day of the show, you can always stay caught up. Look for the Pastor Scott Show on your favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And we appreciate it when you send that over to your friends and invite them to listen. You can also follow me on social media. Look for at Pastor Scott Show on X, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll be back with Hour 2 as the Friday edition continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.